Welcome to All Places Together, a place where stories are shared. Stories about life before us, stories about what happens between us, and stories that have yet to bloom. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here is a story for you, a story called Into the Ocean. Today we gather with Jesse Edelman O'Brien. Jesse is an Indiana native who has lived in England and now is a special education teacher for the Chicago Public Schools. Jesse loves playing games, especially Euchre and Code Names. She is also a reality TV show aficionado, with her favorites being Big Brother and Survivor. Jesse, thank you so much for gathering us here with us here at All Places Together. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. <laughs> so tell us, um, tell us where you call home and what makes it special. So I call home in Chicago. We just moved uh, during spring break, so late March to a neighborhood of Chicago called Beverly. I moved here with my wife, Mary, and our dog, Lucy, and part of the time, our nephew dog, Linus. Nephew dog! Um, Yeah, our nephew dog. We lived in Edgewater, which is another neighborhood on the north side of Chicago, for about two or three years with my brother-in-law, Travis, and so our dogs got very, very bonded. (laughs) And so we have extended play dates with uh for them (laughs) that's wonderful that they can still get together yes they they kind of demanded it so (laughs) we are following what we think might be best for them (laughs) that's awesome yeah um but what's special about our home is that it's our first home together just us as I said we lived with my brother-in-law for a long time so it's really special to have our own place and make it totally ours and we just moved in, but we've been able to host at like as safely as possible since COVID starting to hopefully be a memory of the past. Um, we've hosted some gatherings, and that's something that's really important to me and to Mary. And so both living out our love of gathering with people and making special memories in our new home has been really nice. That's so exciting. I know. I'm so from from your lips to God's ears that COVID can be a memory soon. <laughs> Is there, I I wonder as you're moving, like, what was one of the first things that you hung up on the wall to make it feel like home, like to make it feel like yours? So we, so we bought the house and then we had six weeks before we moved in. So really what we did was take everything off the walls. Every room had (laughs) wallpaper. And so (laughs) um, lots of stripping of that. Um, but then getting the, each room painted was amazing, but then getting our art hung up, what really is what made it start to feel like home, but we love body art. And so like our living room is just boobs central and then booty central. So (laughs) I think once we got all of our art up, it was really nice. That's so exciting. Yeah, to make it feel like your own and that it can be like a celebratory place and a welcoming place for you and your people. Yeah. I love it. Well, let's dive right in. So tell me, Jesse, what is one of your favorite places? 
So one of my favorite places is the ocean, specifically uh, the Atlantic Ocean near a small city in New Jersey called Avalon. My family went there throughout my whole life for summer vacation. I was my family, but then my extended family on my dad's side. And that tradition started way before I was even around. Um, my dad went as a kid a lot of the time, and a lot of his family went. Um, so it's something super special. And as we've gotten older, we, the cousins, the grandkids, have gotten older, it's been less common. Um, which has been kind of sad, but normal. And we're actually going this summer, and I'm so excited to go and to bring Mary for her first time and get to be there with everyone again. That's what I was just going to ask. I was like, I was like, has Mary been able to go yet? No, not yet. We were supposed to go last year, but it got canceled, obviously, <laughs> 2020. Yeah, right. So how did your family pick that spot in New Jersey? Like, was it just like where the, if you just go due east from <laughs> Indian, from Indianapolis and you end up there? I think that's a good question for me to ask my grandparents um, this summer, but they are from Easton, Pennsylvania. And apparently that's the spot for people in Easton or in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. I Randomly connected with a new coworker at my school and just casually was like, oh, what are your summer plans? I mentioned going to the shore. She's been to this small area. I've never met anyone else who's gone to Avalon or knew where Avalon was. And she's like, where is your family from? And I said, oh, Easton. And she said, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> so apparently there's some kind of connection there that I'll have to ask some more about. Yeah, that'll be a good story. I know where Easton is. And so, yeah, it just must be close to where it is. That's where the Crayola factory is, I think. That's what I found on Google. <laughs> I'm going for my first time um, to visit my great-grandparents um, in the cemetery and then meet some of my dad's cousins I haven't met before. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I actually blew off. Well, I didn't blow off church. I mean, I was when I was in a senior in <laughs> seminary, and I was I was going to worship five times a week at school. Um, but my friend and I uh, forwent Sunday worship in order to go to the Crayola factory and celebrate God's gift of rainbows and colors. Yeah. So even as an adult, I would highly recommend. Well, I'll have to make a pitch for that. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me more about Avalon. Like, what would you all do in your time there? So in Avalon, we would always get one big house that everyone stayed in. And it was always the highlight of my summer to look forward to. And every morning we would get up, go right to the beach and spend the whole morning there, jumping waves. Um, my uncle likes to dig a big hole. And that's like iconic Uncle Dave. And um, <laughs> I would spend most of my time in the water. I love being in the water. I love jumping waves. I love floating. I love everything to do with being in the water. Um, and I think that's something that my family taught me and grew into me. I remember watching home videos of my dad and my grandparents holding my hand out in the water so I could get comfortable with it and get used to it and feel safe and secure. And as I get older, I don't need a hand anymore, but I still love going out there with them. And it's just something that I really treasure. And so after the 
ocean. We would go home, play lots and lots of games. My family is who also instilled the love of games with me. And some nights we would go out to dinner or one night we'd go to the boardwalk and go on the rides. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mostly just playing games and swimming in the ocean, which is really what I like in a vacation. Yeah. Just lots of relaxing time outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about what I was going to share, and I thought that this was, well, this is special to me. When I was born, I was born in July, and my family was out at the ocean house, and but they got the call, and apparently everyone was jumping around and dancing, because I was the first girl in the family for a long time. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, big celebration, and so I feel like There must be something there about why I'm always so drawn to the ocean and to that spot specifically, Um, because when I was born, there was a big party there. (laughs) Yeah, like that just like that, like imprint of joy, like into the universe, just like like a beacon up and like that. Yeah, that's so that that is that's so interesting. That's like a part of your birth story, even though you weren't physically there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now you live on like Michigan. Like, do, mm-hmm. do you have any of the same sort of feelings about, like, living on a great... I also grew up on a great lake, so I'm, like, very biased that they are the best lakes in the world. Um, and, and they're also big, so from a certain point, they kind of look more like the ocean than other lakes. Sometimes they're waves. Like, how close is it or not at all close? Good question. Lake Michigan is amazing, It's vast and beautiful and comforting. And I was trying to decide, oh, like, is it just all water or is it specifically the spot? I think it's specifically the spot that's my favorite, but I love to swim. So Lake Michigan's amazing. A swimming pool is amazing. Fill up a kiddie pool. It's amazing. (laughs) I love a kiddie pool, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lake Michigan has been really special. Too. And we used to live really close to it. Yeah, there's just something special about the ocean. I think it's because the waves are stronger yes. and there's something more powerful about it. I would affirm that. Like, because I, growing up so close to Lake Erie, I mean, we would go to swim in the lake, maybe not necessarily every week, but like a couple of times a month in the summer. And then my family would go to Virginia Beach because my dad was in the Navy and that's where he would do like his reserve time. And it was always like this talk before it's like you go in the ocean, like the ocean is not the lake. Like there are the waves are stronger, like the wind is more like occasionally there could be like a riptide or something. Like there was a lot of like prep that my parents did to get us ready for the ocean versus the lake so like yes more powerful for sure yeah I like that I always felt so strong being in the ocean but also weightless because of water yeah it's an interesting mix of feelings yeah so so from that have you felt God's presence with you in Avalon and in the ocean and if so how yes I definitely have and I think God's presence being connected to the ocean has transformed a lot over the years. I think being younger and the way that I saw the ocean as playful and strong and fun and happy is a lot of how I used to see God too. 
And I also, as I got a little bit older, started to see the ocean as vast and unknown and powerful, which is also how I saw God in a positive way of the vastness and powerfulness of God. Right now, I would say I am confused about God and not really feeling very close to God. And having the ocean being a reminder of comfort, a reminder of home, of playfulness, of powerfulness is a reminder that God is still there and that I can go to God one day and that God is there. Um, but just not feeling quite as connected and, um, but just trusting that is still there. Yeah. And there are times like that in life, right? Mm-hmm. Where you just, you don't feel as connected. And I think you're right in, in holding on to those memories of those places where you have been with God and experienced God can be a source of encouragement and hope, even if you're not ready to, ooh, here's a, here's like a really bad pun, even if you're not ready to like dive back in. <laughs> Beautiful. Can't resist it. <laughs> yeah. I was, so I was in seminary for a couple of years, and one of my classes was called Caring for the Dying and Bereaved, and my professor made us write either a eulogy for ourselves or like something about end of life plans. But like your your end of life plan. My own end of life. Yes. That's serious. That's heavy. Yes. And I am someone who is not very comfortable with my mortality and the idea of death yet. Still working on that. That's okay. And it's been a long year then of COVID, like being faced with that. (laughs) Gosh. Okay. Sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. And so At the time, and still currently, my end-of-life plans are to be cremated and then released into that ocean in Avalon. And I wrote that, and I shared that with my parents. Like, God forbid I die before them. Like, I wanted them to know. And my dad said, you should share that with Grammy and Pop Pop, which are my grandparents. And, sorry. It's okay. It's an emotional thing. And so I shared it with them, and my family is a little bit more private about (laughs) a lot, like emotions, but also death, and I'm very lucky to have all of my grandparents still alive on both sides of my family, and um, so I hadn't ever heard of their end-of-life plans, but I think they had recently shared it with my dad. And they shared that they would also like to be cremated and and have their ashes in Avalon. And it was just, sorry. That's so powerful that like independently you both, that you all came up with that that's your resting place. Yeah. And that, that really confirmed the specialness of the place to me and how like it's not just a happy memory it's so much more and um it means a lot to me that I'll be reunited with my grandparents in that physical space um when I die and I think that that is another point of connection to God for me thinking about like eternal eternity yeah 
and that you're being connected to God and exactly what you said too about being connected with your grandparents like in that place and I mean and as hard as it is I think that the fullness of life that you experience in Avalon um and even like this end of life too is so powerful like especially as it relates to your birth story that mm-hmm. like this that to think about like those parallels those like bookends of your life being in that place it's that's so powerful Jesse yeah yeah so i think that all makes it the most special place instead of just water in general it's really pinpointed to being there you must be so excited to be able to share this with Mary. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. And we are driving out there, which I'm a little less excited about, but we're driving my grandparents this year. So I'm excited for those memories too. And we're stopping at Easton on the way and visiting family. So the people, um, I haven't met some of them in a long time, but then uh, Graham Brown, who is my Grammy's mom, was one of the people cheering for me. So getting to go visit her. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And that level of connectedness. Mm-hmm. Are you expecting um, or like curious about shaping any of your time when you're in Avalon for like some spiritual devotion? Or does that feel like it's still not the right time to dig deeper is it like inevitable that just being there is a spiritual experience? Like, what are you feeling about that? I have not intentionally planned anything out. And that's very much my style <laughs> to not be <laughs> planning things. I think inevitably being at the ocean is renewing. And that renewal can be in the form of a renewed faith. And so I think I'm hopeful that something will be reawakened or restored and trying to not put pressure on it too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if not, even if it's just, you know, like just enough to get through the next season or if it's just Mm -hmm. a little encouragement or a little another nugget, even if it's not this big grand cup overflowing kind of moment that it can still be some sort of renewal, even if it's not like life-changing. For sure. Yeah. So the last question to kind of dig in and explore together is how, um, how does your story connect with Bible stories? And there are certainly a lot of times in the Bible that we hear about water, Maybe, I mean, God talks about the oceans for sure, Mm. like in the creation, and Jesus is a lot on the sea, but is there Mm. a particular one of those stories that jumps out to you as you've thought about this? So one, I have two stories, one from Hebrew scripture and one from the gospel that I feel like connects. The one that pulled out quickest and most confidently to me when I was reflecting on this is uh, from Ruth. And specifically thinking about, like, what I shared about my grandparents and about me and end-of-life plans and uh, Ruth having the where you go, I will go, where you stay, I will stay, where you die, I will die. Um, So powerful. Yeah. And that, we had my grandparents read that scripture at our wedding, and I know that that scripture... Oh, I think they like that scripture. 
Um, but then also, like, Ruth is a family name on that side, too. And so just lots of connections there, but especially just the deep commitment and deep faithfulness of following each other, yeah. I think, really connects. Yeah. I'm just going to share a little background about that story in case some mm. of our listeners aren't as familiar with it. Um, so Ruth is the daughter-in-law of a woman named Naomi. And they have another, there's another daughter-in-law. It's not Oprah. Orpah. <laughs> Orpah. <laughs> That's like, you get so stressed. I always get so stressed anytime I have to like say it in church. It's like, not Oprah, not Oprah. Orpah. Yeah. Um, and it's really sad, but like all their husbands die, like the dad and the two sons. And so Naomi is telling um the two daughters-in-laws, like, go back to your family. I'm this old lady. I'm just going to go back to my homeland, kind of like essentially to die, right? Um, she's like, and you go back to your family of origin, like, they'll have a new, a better life for you there. And Orpah's like, okay, bye, like, take care. Um, but then Ruth, yeah, shares these words that you said um, to Naomi, where you go, I will go, where you stay, we'll stay in where you die, it will die. And they go and build a new life together. It's a great book. If you've never read Ruth, it's only four chapters and you could like read it in an afternoon. Yeah, it's a very good book. Yeah. Well, yeah, so you said you had like a gospel connection as well. What else stood out to you there? Yes, just uh, the text of the disciples being on the water in a storm, very sketchy, very scary. And then I think Jesus comes walking out. No, Jesus was sleeping in the boat just casually, there's right? There's two different versions. Yeah, different yeah. versions. Yeah, so there's... I like the sleeping one. Okay, let's go with the sleeping one. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jesus wakes up, says, why y'all afraid? What the heck? Come on, wake up, wake up. It's fine. I'm here. And uh, the storm settles. And But just, I think that for me... The ocean is very calming, can be very calming and powerful and unknown and scary and all these different feelings. And so in not having a super strong faith in God right now can be really scary and powerful and unknown. And so having that hope of someone saying, it's fine, I'm here, you're safe, it's all calm, you're good. As you were saying that, I was, you know, I always get the image, right, of, like, Jesus sleeping and them, like, calling him or even, like, shaking him awake and, like, <laughs> even, like, grabbing in his hands, like, come and look. Like, do you see, like, how terrifying this is? And I, as I had that visual image, I thought about you, how earlier you had talked about your parents um, and your grandparents, like, taking your hands and, and that home mm -hmm. video and helping to see you um, get comfortable in the water like that. So in a way, like them being like Jesus to you in that moment, being like, it's okay, mm -hmm. I'm here with you. And then I also, and it's interesting like that you had said as well, like, but I don't need somebody's hand in that same way anymore. But I think even if we're not always like reaching out for the hands or like, even if we don't need it necessarily, like I think Jesus can still be with us. Mm -hmm. in that way or if or even it's just sometimes it's just like nice to have someone else and certainly to have Jesus like there with you too mm -hmm. definitely 
Yeah, well, and then there was one other Bible thing I thought of, um, especially when you were talking about how vast and powerful the ocean is. Did you have to do Hebrew at at Chicago? (laughs) Well, that's fine because I did it and I don't remember hardly anything except for like four words. But this is one of the four words I remember. Um, so in the Genesis story of creation in the, in the, from the first chapter, when it talks about the formless and void and how God's face was over the formless and void in Hebrew, it's tohu vavohu. Mm -hmm. And it's like these rhyming words that you don't really see a lot of other places, but they're like intentionally like meant to rhyme like piggly widdly or like fuddy duddy or something. (laughs) And so I just love that image of Tohu Vavohu and then how like God's face is over the waters and a part of the waters and like God not being afraid. Mm. Like even like with all of this raw material, all of this unbridled um, energy, just all of this like potential, God's face is there and God is not afraid in that. And so... When we are at places, and this, you know, connects too to what we were you were saying about the Jesus story. Like when we are in those places as well, God's not afraid and God is with us too. I really like the um, connection that you made as well with Genesis and the creation of the waters. And that that's, yeah, where we come from and where we'll return to as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it has been such a joy to gather with you today, Jesse. Thank you for sharing these stories about Avalon, and you'll have to let us know how the trip goes. Yes, I'll send a pic. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you again for being with us today at All Places. Thank you for having me. Prayer for going into the ocean. God of all water, I smell the salt in the air. I hear the waves on the shore. I feel the sand between my toes. I see the blue-green waters that stretch beyond the horizon. And in it all, I know that you are here with me. Grace this time in the ocean with joy and playfulness with renewal of mind and spirit, and growth in relationships with love. Remind me of the power of your love shown forth in the ocean, no matter where I go, no matter where I stay, and no matter where I die. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories, we hope that you heard God too. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review there too. Thanks to RevLez86 who shared this review entitled Weekly Reminder Welcome. They write, I loved the story so far and have really appreciated the reminder that God is with each of us, whenever, whoever, and however we are. Thanks for sharing that, RevLez86. You are so loved. You can find All Places Together on Facebook and Instagram at All Places Together. Each week we share posts with the prayer from the episode, a meaningful quote from the podcast, and so much more. You can also reach us on email at allplacestogether at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-C-E-S-T-O-G-H-T-H-E-R at gmail.com. To continue to see All Places Together grow, you can give through our website. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give to All Places Together and click on that button. Then you'll be redirected to our giving platform. Thank you to everyone who shared gifts as part of our sticker campaign. We still have some more stickers left over. So from now until they're gone, anyone who shares over $5 will be mailed a sticker. Just be sure to send your mailing address to our email address and we'll get that sticker in the mail. As always, thanks to our mission partners of the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and people like you who have shared contributions. We know it can be hard to give financially, so don't forget that we celebrate all of the ways that you share the stories of all places together with the people in your life. Many of us have taken summer trips to the beach or the lake as well. I wonder who the people are that you have traveled with to these places. Would you share Jesse's story with them as a way of telling them how special your time together at the water has been. And until next time, remember that God is with you, wherever, whoever, and however you are.